This is Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff. And I'm your host, Greg McCollum. I'm going to tell you a story. A story that will inspire you and help you move closer to God through the small stuff in your life. A story to give you a glimpse of God that will surprise you with its simplicity and amaze you with its message. My wife and I just celebrated our 38th anniversary during the month of June this year. Wow! (laughs) It seems like only yesterday we were standing there before our pastor at the time, the Reverend Elizabeth Caldill, reciting our vows at the altar of the Bethel Baptist Church in Spring Hill, West Virginia. Yet here we are, three children later, three states later, and three jobs later, ready to share our anniversary again for the 38th time in June. That's 38 Junes. We have seen 38 Junes come and go as a married couple. Even so, many of you may be saying, well, we're just mere whippersnappers that you passed that milestone a long time ago. But to me, it is truly amazing how quickly we've reached this point in our marriage. I mean, they said it would never last. (laughs) Well, our wedding ceremony was quite traditional, actually. We had the usual groomsmen and bridesmaids and the flower girl, the best man, and we exchanged rings. We had a reception with music and cake and food and tossing the bride's bouquet and even dancing. (laughs) I don't remember any uh, funniest home video moments, but back then we didn't really look for them. We probably had one or two. But perhaps you have some special wedding memories of your own. Weddings are wonderful celebrations for many reasons. Among them, the most significant I think, is that a new life has begun for the married couple. A new relationship has formed as two formerly single individuals come together and make sacred promises to one another and to the Lord as they become one in His sight. Interestingly, the relationship between a bride and groom is one of the Bible's favorite symbols to describe the relationship between Jesus and his children. Every time it is used in Scripture, Jesus is the groom, and we as believers are his bride. Now, back during the time of the New Testament, a Jewish traditional wedding consisted of three parts. Part one was the betrothal, and the betrothal would often take place years before the actual wedding. Then just on the wedding day, the second part, part two, was called the presentation. And the presentation was this uh, big day of festivities that ended up by the formal arrival 
of the groom to the wedding. And so the groom would be having his festivities somewhere in the area where the wedding was going to take place, the ceremony was going to take place. And at some point in time, it would be like a big parade of the wedding party, the groom's party, to where the actual ceremony would take place. That was called the presentation. And then the third part, part three, was the actual ceremony itself when the man and woman would exchange their vows. Now, the betrothal, that part where uh, they become engaged, that sometimes happens years before the actual ceremony, the actual wedding, well, the betrothal between Jesus and us as his children has already taken place, yes, years ago. We became betrothed to Jesus through our faith in his saving sacrifice on the cross on our behalf during his time here on earth. Right now, in this life, we are to be preparing as his bride for the presentation to come. That day when he will return and he will come to us through a parade that will come, not from the other side of town, but from heaven itself. He will come to us with a parade on that day, and what a day of celebration and festivity that will be. And how are we, as his bride, to prepare for that day? Well, we do it through the righteous acts that we do and perform in his name, making them the very fabric of our lives, all the while waiting anxiously for him to come. And when he does come for us, We will join him in a wonderful ceremony, which will take place at the very beginning of his eternal kingdom and will culminate in an invitation-only reception known in the Bible as the Marriage Supper of the Lamb. The book of Revelation describes this glorious day for us. It says, Let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come. And his bride, who's that? That's us. His bride has made herself ready. It was given to her, that's us, to clothe herself in fine linen, preparing for him to come, bright and clean, for the fine linen is what? The righteous acts of the saints. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. You know, looking back at my first wedding day, is a sweet thing to do in June every year. But looking forward to my next wedding day is even sweeter. If you are a believer in Jesus, then you too have a wedding day in your future. Then you won't need to count Junes because your new marriage will last for eternity. And after all, who can count that high? This concludes today's episode of Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff. Did you know when Jesus was preaching and teaching, He never used words like justification, sanctification, glorification. He never used words like those to describe Himself, God, God's Word, salvation, heaven, or eternity. Instead, when Jesus talked about theological concepts, he talked about the small stuff of life. We call them parables today. He did that because his listeners could understand the small stuff. They were living the small stuff every day. 
It was through the small stuff that Jesus helped people move closer to God. There are going to be no intimidating, scary, or overwhelming theological words as part of this podcast. You'll just encounter things like cups of coffee, home repair, signs on the side of the road, roller coasters, and french fries, all revealing something unique about God who meets you in real life ways every day. Thank you.